The hour cometh now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, Proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 124 and 128, on page 504 and 506. If the Lord himself had not been on our side, now may Israel say, If the Lord himself had not been on our side when men rose up against us. They had swallowed us up alive when they were so wrathfully displeased at us. Yea, the waters had drowned us, and the stream had gone <clears throat> over our soul. The deep waters of the proud had gone even over our But praise be the Lord, who hath not given us over for a prey unto their teeth. Our soul is escaped even as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we are delivered. Our help standeth in the name of the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. Psalm 128 Blessed are all they that fear the Lord, and walk in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labors of thine hands, O well is thee, and happy shalt thou be. Thy wife shall be as the fruitful vine upon the walls of thine house. Thy children like the olive branches round about thy table. Lo, thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. Lord, from out of Sion shall so bless thee, that thou shalt see Jerusalem in prosperity all thy life long. Yea, that thou shalt see the thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it were, was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifth chapter of the book of Second Kings. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. 
He was also a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. So the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, and said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of leprosy. And it happened, when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive, that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and, and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him. And he said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, As the Lord lives, before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. So Naaman said, Then, if not, please let your servant be given two mule loads of earth, for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifice to other gods. To the Lord. Yet in this thing may the Lord pardon your servant when my master goes to the temple of Rimon to worship there, and he leans on my hand, and I bow down in the temple of Rimon. When I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord please pardon your servant in this thing. Then he said to him, Go in peace. So he departed from him a short distance. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Look, my master has spared Naaman this Syrian, while not receiving from his hands what he bought, brought. But as the Lord lives, I will run after him, take something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Indeed, 
Just now, two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. So Naaman said, <clears throat> please take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and handed them to two of his servants, and they carried them on ahead of him. When he came to the citadel, he took them from their hand and stored them away in the house. Then he let the men go, and they departed. Now he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said to him, Where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, Your servant did not go anywhere. Then he said to him, Do not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, all of groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence, leprous, as white as snow. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 14th verse of the third chapter of the first epistle to Timothy. These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with the hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, 
which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and most merciful God, of thy bountiful goodness, keep us, we beseech thee, from all things that may hurt us, that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things which thou commandest, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our story about Naaman the Syrian has some interesting elements to it. Um, the first is the kind of 
you know, universalist perspective that the God of Israel is, is God of all nations because it says that Naaman the Syrian had had great had won battles by the hand of the Lord. So it, it makes this perspective that the God of Israel is the is God. It, it kind of extends out in the New Testament when when he's manifested in in Christ that Jesus is Lord, not like Lord for Christians, but but Lord, period. And there, another interesting element of, of the proclamation that that uh, in, somehow, you know, Naaman didn't necessarily know this. How does he find out about it? Well, uh, a captive Israelite girl who was taken in battle in, in the household of Naaman, the Syrian, you know, as it were, testifies to Naaman that there's a prophet in Israel who could heal him of his leprosy. So it's a kind of witness that, bear, that that kind of shows how average, ordinary witness of everyday people here, you know, a, a, a servant girl who was taken captive, who incidentally does not seem to be miserable in her captivity, is, is happy enough to recommend to her master that he could be healed, uh, so that it kind of shows how ordinary Christian testimony can have great impact. And it, it was kind of the way that Christian witness began from the went from the beginning. The people would just be out light, you know, out in their life and their various spheres of influence, giving testimony about Jesus. Like you should come see this, and then people would come and see and experience. And so um, he comes, and the interesting thing there's a <clears throat> statement of sort of pride. Naaman comes with his full military retinue. He's got horses, his chariots. Here I come, heal me, and and um, He's given um, by Elisha the the uh, go wash in the in the Jordan, which seems like uh, compares to to the rivers of Damascus he refers to, which are kind of glorious bodies of water. Jordan River is just kind of a flowing, in a certain way, it could be seen like from someone from Damascus, like a flowing muddy creek where you've got these glorious rivers, and so he, he's showing a bit, a bit of pride. So Elisha's having him do something that requires humility. I'm going to go wash in these foreign waters of a country I don't really respect very much. And, and, and so pridefully, he's not going to do it until the servants kind of say, look, he didn't ask you to do something too great. And so, um, so you get this, this um, reality that healing comes <clears throat> when, <clears throat> excuse me, when a name in, uh, in humility submits himself to the word of God that comes from the prophet of God and actually does what the prophet tells him to do in obedience, faith and obedience leads to healing. And uh, <clears throat> then we have the story of Naaman, who's, who's greed because, because um, he sees that Naaman is offered uh, payment to Elisha and Elisha is very clear, this is a witness to the God of Israel, not taking any money from it. So it's a warning against greed, and 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 sometimes that that you know that that the desire for some gain, which could be justified, you know, just a little bit of money, uh, we have to be aware of that kind of creeping into our lives. <clears throat> In the New Testament lesson from Timothy, where we talks about um, uh, the, the the church being the pillar and ground of truth, and that Jesus was was. Um, you know, seen in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit. This is the idea that in the resurrection, when when God raises him, he he's he's this is his justification. This is the Jesus who lived a righteous life in the flesh was condemned 
by by you know by by the powers that be but vindicated by god and that's what it means that's our narrative in the christian life to follow him is to be to do uh to follow god faithfully in the flesh and we may not be vindicated completely in this world but but we have a a, a verdict from god a vindication a justification that that will be revealed in the resurrection <clears throat> um and the this idea of uh, some will fall away from the faith, an apostasy will occur, and the characteristics of the apostasy says are it, it really parkens to what are anciently called sort of Gnostic heresies that believed that created things were inherently bad. So when people are forbidding to marry and eat foods, they're saying these physical things are bad, and and that's this dualism that says you know spiritual things, God, spirit is good. And flesh matter is bad, and of course that's not a biblical doctrine. God made the world and said it was good, and then because the word was made flesh and redeemed the world, the world is good. And so uh, we should be aware here that that um, even in Christian asceticism, when we fast, or even when some people don't decide not to get married, it's not because either the food we're fasting from or the marriage is inherently bad. Precisely, it's because it's good. Uh, a, a legitimate fast can only be a fasting from something that in some sense might be good. I say no to it for the greater good of serving the kingdom. I'm saying, so if you're, if it's not inherently good, it's not a fast, it's a confession. You, you should never do it. So that's why, you know, when we're practicing fasting, like we do on our Wednesdays or day of prayer and fasting, we give something up. It has to be something that would ordinarily be a good thing. And that's the difference here where the, the kind of Gnostic renunciation of the world was this is bad and I'm only going to be spiritual. So the, and, and our disciplines are always about understanding that the created created things are good that our hope is the resurrection of the body and life in the world to come, which is a created realm. And the disciplines of the Christian life are about learning to say no uh, as a discipline so, so our desire for things don't control us. We can say no in enjoyment or no, no and, and, and be contented without so that we can say yes and enjoy it in a good way when, it, when it's the right time to do it. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways done unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and the righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. 
Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, kiddos. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.